Mabuhay, Lizami. My name is Veronica, host of this podcast, Everything is Political. Hey, y'all. Um, it's been a while, and I'm sorry. I mean, y'all are not entitled to my apology, but I do apologize. Um, unfortunately, shit happens, and my capacity has been severely diminished. Actually, recording this is my way of procrastinating because this is literally the weekend before my finals and um, I chose to record <laughs> instead of you know digging myself doing new blanche and studying anime um, the episode that I'm supposed to release prior to this is about land and the reason why I can't seem to publish because it's already recorded um, it was actually set to be published two weeks from the fir- from the episode before this um, but I decided to pull it out for some reason actually the reason is that for me it feels incomplete um, I feel like talking about land touches so many things and I just cannot seem to narrow it down to write it down I wrote several scripts out of it believe it or not um i wrote scripts um and for this episode i actually did write a script but the script is actually not um for this podcast so i'm kind of um going doing ad lib here and there but i do have a script so don't y'all worry i'm also not entirely sure how long this podcast slash um rant but it is a little bit of rant and so this is going to be my trigger warning for people i'm going to be talking about um, mental health um, possibly suicide ideation and i'm going to be talking about my own experience my own experience as a kasama as a filipino who um, claims herself to be an activist Oh, also, by the way, I'm still recording here in Tajihage, of course. Um, I actually moved rooms, so I don't know how it will sound in this current room. But anyway, that's my um, territory. I can't even think anymore. I'm also kind of high, so I'm sorry. Anyway, I have been vocal in politics ever since I was younger. It's part of our family dinner talks, actually. And when COVID-19 hit in 2020, I was recovering from having my first mental health crisis. I was in deep depression. My family doctor and social worker alternatively work in tandem. I had weekly calls from them, making sure I don't chop off the balcony. This is hidden from my own family, except my sister who kind of knows me because we follow each other on Instagram so she can see what I'm up to. Uh, my family don't believe in depression or at least in denial specifically maybe my mom. <laughs> and COVID 2020 happened and I distracted myself by doing volunteer work with for Capit Basic Montreal. That's when I, um, I got swooped into radical Filipino activism here. I mean, I like it. It's what I do. Um, yeah. 
but <clears throat> the heartache of being exposed to the reality of our people traumatized me so much. The whole entire goddamn Philippines is depressed as fuck. That's why we have toxic positivity. We have bahalana, ganyan talaga. It's our coping mechanism. It's a defense mechanism. It's also a tool of oppression. How? Well, we cannot be angry because ganyan talaga. It, it is what it is. To seek life, which is hanapuhay in Tagalog, means to look for work. See how our own language is colonized? We have intergenerational trauma caused by imperialism, capitalism, and colonialism in an abstract macro-level perspective. There is a growing awareness, but also part of me is worried. All these deep collective and individual drama are being unpacked. Are we ready? No, we are not. Our history has been hidden from us, the real ones, not the one Etazunians set up in the Philippines. There's no established educational institutions created by common Filipinos for common Filipinos. I mean, now um, now maybe it's Universidad ng Pilipinas or the University of the Philippines, which is fairly a modern, newish school compared to um, Usted, so Universidad de Santo, Santo Tomas. All these institutions were created by the Spaniards for the Spaniards, the upper-class people. See, this is just one subject in our history, one that is very important, mind you. Our history is passed down orally, the indigenous way, the way Westerners look down upon us as primitive. I mean, this is the trick though. It is to ensure the disruption of passing down who we are. It's a divide and conquer tactic. It is why I would like to really break this cycle down. Someone along the line of my lifetime, someone planted a seed and I have bloomed. Here I am planting more seed starting by a call out. There is a lot more to unpack to our journey of going back, quote unquote. There is a lot more heartache. The shedding, rejecting this deeply rooted internalized colonialism, imperialism, and capitalism is a lifelong process. It's been 500 years. We cannot possibly unpack, unlearn, and decolonize something that has been planted for 500 years. And this is my call out as an activist who burnt out. We are not ready. We must create a safe space for us to strengthen our mind and spirituality. Only then we can decolonize and have our own revolution tranquille. I dream of us being liberated. I dream of us enjoying our kalikasan, our environment. I dream of us to be whole again. We cannot do that if our insides are all broken from generational trauma. We need carers. Ironically, we are known as caregivers. We have always been care providers for the others, but never to our own community. 
we can fight for the revolution in other means. Chacun a son rôle, right? Putting activists on the spot, not properly guiding them, and constantly exposing them to heart-aching truth will not arouse the youth. It will leave them angry, hopeless, helpless. It will lead them to despair, depression, the black pill. Given our conservative immigrant background, mental health is an urgent issue that our community needs to address, but straight up denied by the older generations, my parents included. Why do we get the benefits of care when they suck it up, buttercup? They brave their way out of our homeland and start anew in the new world. They have no time to address the wound in the mind and the spirituality. So of course mental health discussion is out of the discussion. This is just generally speaking. So how much more for activism where sacrifices and martyrdom are romanticized? This is exemplified by older activists in my own experience. I mean, as a youth, we're supposed to have more energy because we're young, right? This is what embedded on us as youth blood activists. They see someone with potential and politically active, they jump on that person like a feast trying to organize them. I know that's my experience. Maybe some will disagree with me, but it is what it is, right? I'm not a pushover. Also, who are we kidding? If you're one of the Kasama listening, are you not burnout? Are you not tired of these favors the elders kept on asking us to do for the revolution? Not to mention, our culture puts high value on our elders. It's the inherent respect. Add that to the mix of their favors that we cannot refuse. There we go. You are swooped in. Once we're burned out, they just move on to using a new promising youth ready to learn about their quote-unquote Filipino-ness, but exposing them to the same fucked up shit, that traumatic shit, all again. Aucun regard as to what happened to the other youths they tried to mobilize and organize. I previously worked for a Filipino nonprofit organization here in Dojiage. I did an ass- assessment as to what happened to our volunteers who helped this organization. Well, they're all burnt out. They move on to their own professional lives. This is the elders refusing to address our mental health. They're all busy with the revolution. They're so deep in tunnel vision about fighting to liberate the common Filipinos that all soldiers are wounded. Instead of treating the soldiers, they just kept on recruiting new ones. It's like we kept on being sent to the same place where we know there's a bomb and people get wounded. Truth is, they probably have no clue how to address this mental health. But they're not willing to work on their behaviors perpetuating this burnout either. The ego is centered. They don't like being called out. They don't like to change their way of doing things in their activism. It is what it is. This is how we've been doing things. That, it's so fucked up, right? 
They lack capacity but never address what's making them lack capacity. Because the root cause is them. It's the way they run things. This rigidness and failure to address the clearing issue is the downfall of activism, just in general. They claim to pave way for the youth but refuse to see the pathway to youth. It is who remains. It is why who remains our elders themselves and young people full of energy who haven't experienced burnout yet. There's a big gap between the generation. And yes, I sound very resentful. I felt manipulated by the elders in my community. My, situ- my financial situation has been severely affected. They claim to empower people, but they drained my soul. Under capitalism, we are already having a hard time meeting our material and physical needs. Our mind and spirituality are broken. How can we expect to fight for the revolution and be politically active if we can't even function in our own personal life? This is my call out to activists. Radical love and trauma informed are the only way forward. We cannot heal from the environment that made us sick. To heal collectively is to have a community who can provide you a safe space to go through the process of grief. And that's right, it's grief. I grieve the death of who we are. Ever wonder how and who we are if the colonizers did not massacre, torture, rape our people? What would be my indigenous name? Oh, you have Spanish last name? Are you counting in that Spanish blood to elevate you to higher class, sinner social structure? Yeah, that's pathetic. Right now, my name is from a tool that imperialists used to capture our soul and broke down our ties to our spirituality, the Bible. How many Babylands were accused of witchcraft, tortured, and burned in front of everyone? How many were killed for practicing our indigenous way of living? So, I grieve. I grieve more as the older generation gatekeep us by constantly burning us out, denying mental health care, and burying us with short-sighted vision. We are. 500 years in colonization. We must act in a holistic approach. I will finish by referring to an Omni News video I watched and another trigger warning. It is about suicide. So, that being said, um, it was about a single Filipina um, who came to work. It's I mean, single Filipina mom, mother, oopsie, uh, who came to work in Canada from the live-in caregiver program. After eight years, she was finally able to sponsor her two sons, and unfortunately, one of the sons committed suicide. It failed. He is currently in a vegetable state. The mother was wondering where she went wrong and admitted she was too busy to notice the mental health of her kids. Everything was supposed to be good now. The family is complete, so why depressed? 
She now pleads to our community to create a space to talk about mental health. And this is one example of how mental health can affect all aspects of our lives. I had grand vision of um, from my previous work who claims to empower domestic workers and their families. Isn't addressing and providing resources for their mental health one way to empower them? Just counting with one hand, I can enumerate who among my friends who have experienced this culture shock and had an emo quote-unquote phase. I can think of friends who have faced mental health crisis where their parents were absent or just don't know what to do. The fight for the liberation can come in many different ways. And I believe the forefront should be being trauma-informed. I express a huge resentment toward activists who claim to fight for rights and well-being of our people but fail to address our own well-being. It's actually hypocritical. We must deviate away from that traditional militaristic activism. I can call on self-proclaimed older activists who are perpetuating the cycle of trauma. You claim for the youth as the future of this generation. So why are you not seeding the way then? Why must we subject to the same pain and suffering that you went through? For what? Romanticizing it? So you're patriot? Doing it for the people? Anyways, taking care of our mental health is part of our well-being that activists claim to fight for. Being an activist is multifaceted. If we want to appeal to the younger generation, we must be able to communicate with them. But what's going to happen if the elders are capitalizing that cultural aspect of inherent respect? That Confucianism? How can we liberate if we're not even liberated from this vicious cycle of abuse of power? If we want change, we should lead by example. That can start by addressing the mental health crisis of our community is facing. With a strong mind and spirituality, we'll have the energy to do the work to enact changes, to be active, to participate in the politics of our environment. A holistic approach. See? Everything is connected. Because everything is political. And I finish with that rant. Um, I shall thank everyone who have really given me a message, has sent me um, a message of how my podcast, um, you know, made them feel that they're not alone with whatever they're going through. And this is essentially the point of my podcast: is that I say it out loud. For things that you just think to yourself because maybe it's just you who's thinking about it. You're not alone, boo. We're all here. It's just we're expected to keep our head down. Not to rock the boat. I mean, they haven't met Veronica, I guess, because I'm all about rattling that cage. Am I right? <laughs> um, yes, Just I just want to take time and really thank everyone who... Um, hit me up and ask if everything is okay. Everything is not okay. <laughs> um, but 
we're braving through it. It is what it is. Um, I hate to say this, but I'm still one of the lucky ones, and I still feel very privileged um, to be able to live by myself with my partner, um, with all of this ongoing housing crisis. Um, at least my physical environment is safe enough. I think of a lot of our Kababayans who are still um, living with their parents and unable to actually start their own lives because of that family value stuff we have. Anyway, um, for all of my non-Filipino friends, hello. Um, really, I really appreciate this. Like, I can... I keep on saying, but I'm very appreciated with all the support um, that I'm receiving. And um, I hope this random episode um, revitalized you a little bit. It's December and we don't have much sunlight and we're kind of feeling the blues. So either I pump you up with whatever your hatred, anger in your mind or you made me i mean i made you feel better for feeling seen and validating whatever you're feeling um but yeah c'est tout um je vous remercie encore une fois merci d'avoir m'écouté je sais je parle français aussi and maybe uh, la prochaine fois um je peux essayer de what's your record um enregistrer un podcast parlant juste en français but um, I think c'est sûr certain qu'il va avoir un script parce que sinon I'm just going to revert back to English well that's something that I need to work on um, but without further ado merci um, we're out <laughs> <laughs>